2: Hungry for adventure. Do you crave hilarious and perilous tabletop campaigns? Don't bother rolling perception, pal. We've got you covered. Behold, Dungeons & Doritos. Nerdy Show's epic tabletop audio drama. A cinematic serial of mayhem-filled, morally questionable quests at (sighs) DungeonsAndDoritos.com What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode. I have no idea. Jonathan- One fifty-three. <laughs> okay, because now that Greg is cu- so so, I am. The hard man with harder opinions, Andrew. And the reason why I'm doing the introduction is because Jonathan is not here, which is why I have no idea what episode number it is. And that's why it's great that Greg is here. The uh, it's security guy Greg. Security guy Greg. Hola! I don't know why I said myself in third person, but that's okay. Yeah, but he knows the numbers too because he's the you know the one who edits our episodes. And of course, we have our king baby duck Evan.
1: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That, Andrew will get that. Yes,
2: that is a reference to what we will be talking about later on, because <laughs> Evan and I had the had the privilege of seeing an early preview of a very special movie that is going to be absolutely amazing when it finally gets released to full nationwide cinemas. Yes. So, but that is coming up in what we're watching. First, we're going to start off by ringing the news bell. Ding. Ding, Ding. and I, I don't have it with me, <laughs> so... I don't have it with me, so. Uh, and whistle
1: coon is in my drawer, but I'm so comfortable on my bed as I'm recording this, that I just don't want to get
2: up. <laughs> yes, so I know I'm actually like in my house, and and the bell is in my room across the way, and it's just like ah. I could go fetch the bell if you'd like. No, we don't need it. Okay, we're good. We're good, Evan. What do we yes. got for news?
1: Well, how about this? The news of the live-action Cowboy Bebop is getting a little
2: bit heavy as it has been announced that it's coming to Netflix. Ooh. Yes, this is true, but uh, I, I assume that there is no Keanu Reeves in sight for this, right?
1: <laughs> he could be, You know, he could still come on as like an executive producer.
2: It's, it's true, but he's not Spike Spiegel. Like, if he were to be playing Spike Spiegel, this thing would be amazing. I mean, so, it's still so
1: hypothetical. hypothetical. Look, if he's, if he's on board with doing Bill and Ted 3, he'll probably be on board. If if it's offered to him, he will say yes to doing Spike Spiegel.
2: Yeah, because I mean, I think... Well, isn't John Wick 3 re- filming right now? Or is it, it already has, filmed? I, it has wrapped up filming because it's coming out, I think, in June of next year. Okay, uh, so, so John Wick's done, so he can do that. Um, his role in Toy Story 4 is also done. As as Probably I got
1: done two years ago. Yeah,
2: exactly. And then uh, this is actually news to me. Did you say Keanu Reeves yes. is doing Toy Keanu, Story four? Yeah, Keanu Reeves is in Toy Story four. Do we know a yeah, character? Yeah, it's, it's going to be
1: totally dark, man. Like no. he's playing a John Wick action figure. <laughs>
2: so uh, if you actually go onto the IMDb, yep. the character that his character name is not listed; it just says voice.
0: That's amazing. I can't wait. I can't either. <laughs> like I was,
2: I was kind of lukewarm about a Toy Story four coming out. Uh, which is kind of news in itself. But uh, and but then I was like, oh, Keanu Reeves is casted in it? This is going to be amazing. I thought they <laughs>
0: wrapped it up, though, with Toy Story 3. And they made that pretty clear. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they did. But then it's like, look at all this money we've made
2: of. Yeah. look so- at all the
1: awards. Let's keep that milking
2: cow, So, man. apparently, there was an interview with Tim Allen. And Tim Allen said that as he was reading the script... When he got to the end of the script, he expected there to be more, and he's just like, "But there's no more," and then he just started crying. Oh my goodness! So, so I don't know what's gonna come of Toy Story Four, but Tim Allen is just like, "I am so on board with this." Oh, what you can't
0: make
1: Tim the Toolman Taylor
0: yeah. cry? <laughs> what's wrong with you?
1: Yeah, so- it, this is the har 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 guy. Come on, you can't make him go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But this has nothing. Which, to incidentally,
1: and uh, incidentally, a Tim Allen cry is a Seth Rogen
2: laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but this has nothing to do with Netflix Cowboy Bebop. So
1: this has nothing to do with it. Although Toy Story Three is still on Netflix, although it will disappear when Disney's uh, streaming thing starts up.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, um. So uh, Cowboy Bebop uh, Netflix series. Eh, I guess I'm. I i do not know how to feel about it. I, I mean, I... at
1: least it won't feel rushed. Like if they were to, if it was a movie, it, it, there is always a possibility of it being, you know, another Death Note situation where they try to ch- like throw in twenty episodes of plot into a ninety-minute film.
2: Well, if we, if we have a, as long as it says executive producer Shinichi Wobu- uh, Watanabe and he's Keanu actually, Reeves, then I think we're good.
1: Well, I know for a fact that he is on as a consultant producer, which mm-hmm. means he is kind of going to be overseeing everything to make sure everything is pure Cowboy Bebop.
2: Yep. Cool. Uh, so and I guess we I'm have that no like...
1: news yet. Yeah, No news yet about Yoko Kano and the seatbelts.
2: Uh, oh, yeah, okay.
1: Because, you know, th- that's important too. Explain why? Because <laughs> that's the music of the show. Cause the jazz soundtrack is like the backbone of Cowboy Bebop.
2: Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, I know. It's um. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see what what happens in this whole strange Netflix adaption, because Netflix likes to ruin absolutely everything. So we'll we'll have to see how it goes. But that'll be a fun adventure when that comes along. Uh, what else have we got?
1: Well, speaking more on Netflix, mm-hmm. a long lost classic is coming back have you have you guys ever heard of neon genesis evangelion no
2: what is that it's only the most famous anime ever created please tell us the original
1: series is coming to netflix this spring they could totally release it now because it's already subbed (laughs) and dubbed but it's like no we're gonna sit on this until spring
2: I know most anime fans already have it in their DVD collections. Like I can just watch this whenever the hell I want. <laughs> or they
1: can watch the Evangelion uh, redo movies, which are the better versions.
2: Um, but I, I I do love Evangelion, and for those people who haven't, like for this generate this Netflix generation that we have, for those who haven't experienced Evangelion or don't want to buy it on DVD and don't have any access to it. This is a really, really good way for them to experience one of the most iconic animes ever created. It, it's, it'll just be accessible to them because everybody's all about that Netflix and you know whatever Netflix is offering them. So it's it's a good it's a good way for newer generation. We're talking, you know, post eighties gener- or post. We're we the 90s, yeah, because we're the post 80s anime generation. Yes we, are, we're, yeah. uh, yes, we are. So, so the in a, in a post 90s anime world, Evangelion is very still very important in the same way that Cowboy Bebop is still very important. So, and not not every post 90s person anime fan has seen it, and I think they should. Yeah, because so, it's an absolute classic, and it's it is. super depressing, and. <laughs> and then
1: the, the movies are kind of gross in the beginning
2: I haven't seen I've seen the first two films I haven't seen the third film Even though we have it on DVD and Blu-ray
1: I'm not talking about the the redos. I'm talking about the Death and Rebirth And the End of Evangelion
2: Oh jeez uh, End of Evangelion made me uh, We've talked about this on the show so many times End of Evangelion made me super depressed Like for a day Like I watched it <laughs> I watched it the previous night and then I was just like, I, and then I laid in bed for an entire day and then I, and then Oh my like, goodness. It was so depressing. It was so sad. It was one of the saddest movies I've ever seen. What?
1: Well, wait till you watch *Grave of the Fireflies finally.
2: Well, yeah, I know.
1: But you know, I remember watching End of, End of Evangelion and like, you know, I watched the whole series and then I saw what's like the first thing he does in there. He, 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 uh... <laughs> Uh, what's a, what's a PG way of saying he jerked off to to Asuka's comatose body?
0: Well, I think you just skipped that PG-13 rating and just kind of went right to R.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I was like, so this is the hero we're supposed to be rooting for. Okay. Well, I mean, it's kind of a continuation, it's a continuation of a story that already existed. I,
1: I know, but at the the same time, it's like, I don't want to root for this guy no more.
2: That's kind of screwed up. I don't know, man. It. It's such an iconic scene, <laughs> as as weird as it is to say, that scene is so famous in the anime industry that it. Yeah, I I don't know, man. It's gonna be great. I everybody everybody's everybody's gonna love Evangelion. <laughs> everyone's
1: gonna experience it. Yeah, you know? everybody's
2: gonna love Evangelion. We promise. Um, I can't wait till the fourth movie comes out because I really gotta finish because the the new released movies are really great too. So
1: they are, they are, and I know the fourth one is still in like pre production. Like he. De- Hideaki Anno had, like, apologized for, like, we're sorry it's taking so long, but I
2: promise it'll be worth the wait for the last one. Well, it's gonna have to be because it is the last one, so they have to do it right.
1: Yeah. It's not even called Evangelion 4.0, it's Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0. Really? So I'm wondering how, what that means. Huh. Is it gonna be, like, a, a, a freaking loop or something? Because that would be bonkers if that were the case. That would be awful. Cool. So Evangelion Netflix... What's next? Alright, so we've got one of your favorite films, or fan franchises, Blade Runner, yes. getting its own anime series from Crunchyroll and Adult Swim.
2: Yeah, so this is cool, because they already kind of tried out the whole Blade Runner anime thing with Blackout, Which, which I was ac- excellent! What? It's excellent, Blackout. Okay. And... I haven't seen it myself, but I really would like to because I love Blade Runner. Blade Runner is one of the most iconic cyberpunk visions out there. Like, when you think cyberpunk, everybody has kind of created this vision of their own Blade Runner, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, having that made into an anime, it just kind of... Like, I've been, I've been posting it all. I posted it on the Nerdy Show Network, and I posted it to you guys. Hey, you got your ghost in the shell and my Blade Runner. You got your <laughs> Blade Runner and my ghost in the shell... So, anime and Blade Runner and Cyberpunk are all kind of married together. So, it's 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 just a perfect amalgamation. So, I'm excited to see what they do with this. Really yeah, and
1: I know that one of the co-directors of this series is going to be Kenji Kamiyama, who did Ghost in the Shell standalone complex.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. They're just like, "Get that cyberpunk guy. Get the cyberpunk guy do have and do it." And
1: get this, Shinichiro Watanabe once again, is going to be a creative producer, so he's going to help with the story.
2: Man, that's, that's pretty great. I think we're I think he's we're... busy. He's going to be very busy. Man, I can't even imagine. It's, I mean, when you but I mean, you're working on such iconic properties with such esteem, and like, can you imagine being the guy that they want you? hey, Shinichiro Watanabe is like, ah, oh, another person's coming towards me. Who's calling my name this time?
1: <laughs> well, he is the one who directed Blackout, and, that was, and again, it's got that pure Watanabe style while also having that pure Blade Runner attitude.
2: Cool. Great.
1: So he's overseeing his baby as a live action, and now he's overseeing someone else's child, making sure that it stays true to the original version of Blade Runner.
2: All right. Because we, we definitely can't let, Rid, let Ridley Scott do that. Because we cannot trust him doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: We saw what he did to his own Alien franchise.
2: <laughs> yes, we did. Rest in
0: peace, Alien. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, uh, what's his name? The guy who directed uh, District 9. and Yes. Uh, he had... Uh, Neil blomkupka I, I I'm pretty sure that's how you say his name. He had his, like... He had, like, the sketches of what he wanted to do with the Alien franchise... And it was amazing what he wanted to do with it. But then really Scott came in and like, oh, I'm going to do it myself.
2: And it wound up being stupid. Yeah, it was. But I'm always looking forward to the next Alien film so that I can just see how stupid it is and how badly <laughs> he's just digging a grave for his own property. Why Why do they have better technology than what they have in the first Alien movie when it's literally thousands of years in the future? <laughs> doesn't make any sense
1: that's why Alien Isolation is one of the best like follow ups to the Alien franchise even better than most of the movies right because it stays true to the vision of the original Alien movie
0: so to answer your question or not even question your statement you're wondering who the director of District 9 was Neil Neil Blomkamp
2: yeah Neil Blomkamp yeah Yeah, that was close to what I said (laughs) I heard I heard it somewhere in that amalgamation of, of letters that you said. I said
1: like Neil Blancablancabrook. Blanca, that's right, or something like that. Something Blanca, like that. Blanca, I think that's how you're supposed to say it in South Africa.
2: That's right. Yes, it's South. That's South African for Neil Blomkamp. Yes. Oh. Do you have anything else as far as news? Well, goes? the one
1: other news, news thing I have here is so, as readers of the Boston Bash Brigade will know, I did a review of the very first volume of a manga series called We Never Learn. Mm, Which yes, yes. focuses on uh, the student who's, like, always been working hard to to get that free pass to college. And he gets that free pass, but the catch is he has to tutor two of the other smartest students in the school who are terrible at their own, like, opposite, like, subjects. So one is oh, okay. awesome at mathematics and science, but sucks at, like... Language, and the other one is awesome at language, but sucks at math. And then it have also got the sports girl who sucks at everything except for sports stuff. <laughs> so, it's a really good manga. And my only issue is that a lot of the plot you see for, like, I'd say the first half of it is kind of like the been there, done that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But as it progresses, it gets better. So, the reason why I'm bringing We Never Learned up is... There is an anime adaptation that looks to be happening very, very soon. I don't know if it's this coming winter or if it's going to be in spring. But a trailer just dropped for it on the day of this recording. And it actually looks really good.
2: Nice. That's actually one of the the shows I'll be looking forward to. Uh, I like the art style. I like the character designs. I like the... The character sheets that they dropped as far as the thing, like they all have super deep faces. And I was just like, oh, okay, that's cool. I mean, it looks like anime with cute girls. So it's, that's probably what it's going to be. Just one of those kinds of schools. But I, the concept is cool. Kind of in the way where oh, it's almost what I was expecting <laughs> out of Asobi Asobase, you know, because how it started where it's just like, I'm really terrible at English. Let's create an English club. And then it's not, none of that. Yeah. So, uh, but that this is kind of that almost, almost.
1: Where... Only they actually are legit creating a club to study exactly to help one another exactly. Whereas whereas the Sobieszczbace was just an awesome show about shit bags that we laugh yeah. at. Yeah. Uh, so so one of the things that I'm really excited about is the fact that the person who's directing We Never Learn is a Yoshiaki Iwasaki. Now Yoshiaki Iwasaki. I know because he directed *Love Hina* mm-hmm. and season two of High the Combat Butler*. Two of my absolute favorite comedies ever made.
2: Nice. Yeah, so it's 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 definitely one of the shows that I've seen coming in the neck in the coming up seasons where it's just like, oh, that looks fun because there's a dark skin girl, so I'm into that. Uh, <laughs> 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 and that's the only reason. <laughs> so I don't know how good it's actually going to be, of course, because. Because well, for, of, because of that reason, but I mean, I that's kind of also been the reason. Like, oh, maybe I should actually pick up the manga. I was thinking about picking up the manga for it because basically because of the art, which is how I get into most anime.
1: The art is very nice. I do like I do like the art style. It is very cutesy, and like I said, give it a few like the first few chapters. It, it starts off decently again, very similar to other series, but then. Actually, I think right when the sports girl is introduced. That's when this the story gets a little bit more original.
2: Okay, interesting. Yeah. I guess I guess I'll have to check it out. I have no idea what else is coming out in the coming up season, so that's the only this is the only one we can really talk about. Well, no, you you your
1: Neverland is coming out as well.
2: That's right. Promise Neverland is supposed to start, but there hasn't been- January
1: 11th is the official date it's going to be
2: airing. So literally the day that I leave the show. The day after. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) Because I'll be gone for, I'll be gone. News update, I'll be gone for a a couple months again, because I'm leaving, like I did when I went to Taiwan and Okinawa. I'll be leaving again on another trip and i will be missing from wicked anime for about two months and i'm leaving just bring them dude it's not like you're going out of the country you're still going to be in america you can just bring them with you see yeah see this is true that's that's very true because i'll still have my vrv because when i was in taiwan i didn't i could only watch boruto on on (laughs) country because cross when you cross uh different countries you, you you don't have the same access to the internet and it bar and it bars you from certain ch- things unless you yeah. have a- unless you have a proxy, which I didn't, because uh, I only had a tablet. And then um, uh, what is it? And then I went to Japan, and nothing is available in Japan because it's simulcasted. So everything in Japan that's on Crunchyroll is all available on Netflix, but it's only in Japanese. So I couldn't watch any of it.
1: So wait, so- they don't even have English subtitles for them? No,
2: no, they don't. Oh wow. <laughs>
1: The 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 foreigners think they're gonna be able to watch the animes with us.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so so I'll be, so when I leave for Washington State, which is where I'll be going this time on this on this uh, trip um, or on this project that I'm leaving for. Uh, I'll be able to watch, start watching Promised Neverland, which is exciting, because that's my favorite manga at the moment, because it is so great, and the next volume should be coming out in a week or so, I think. I should be I should be getting the next volume really soon, because it, it pretty much comes out on the same release day as uh, My Hero Academia, and that's coming out cool.
0: really soon as well. Oh, thank goodness. I seriously need season four right now.
2: Oh no, My Hero Academia is not coming out. Like next season now. Wait, is it? Actually, is it's it April, spring, right? It's supposed to be spring. Spring, so not next season, but the season after. Oh, excuse me. I'm I jumping the gun a little yeah, bit, you but are I'm spring. just that excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta wait for the uh, for the manga to catch up a little bit. So. Alright. pace it pretty well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What if you did a vlog, by the way, for your trip?
2: Well, I am. It's called AFLM Art on Facebook. You
0: know, that's.
2: <laughs> And Instagram. Yes,
0: that's you guys should check
2: that out, by the way. <laughs> A-F-L-M. <laughs> AFLM. Shameless plug. Yeah, AFLM Art on Instagram and Facebook. Go follow me because I'm a professional artist. And that's what I'm leaving for Washington for, so.
1: And he's open for commissions. I
2: am open for commissions. I am. <laughs> you should see my current project that I'm working on right now, which is a very, very sweet Aisha Clan Clan pinup. Have you seen that? Have you seen yeah, that? remember you showed me that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I showed you that. Did I show you that? Not yet, no. Well, because you, you saw it on uh, Facebook, I thought.
0: This is the... I'll, every time you post a photo, I, I see the pictures, and they
2: just get better and better. It's actually a lot. Nice. Oh, yes, I have. Okay. There, it was a very nice one. Yeah, so that's that's coming along. And for all of you, you that are listening to the audio, you just have to go to the websites to go see it and give me a follow and order commissions from it. It's really good. Go check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't
1: you dare defy the Kataro Kitaro.
2: Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, I mean, okay, so funny funny side story as to because I don't really draw a whole lot of fan art but I kind of have the time to draw fan art now as far as so I've, I've never really delved into, into drawing fan art of anime uh, but one of the artists that I'm friends with drew an Aisha Clan Clan and I was just like, oh, I can't Can't have him show me up drawing an Aisha Clan Clan. So I was like totally inspired to draw an Aisha Clan Clan. And it kind of got me on this kick of like, oh, I have all this pinup art that I could could draw and reference from. So I'm going to be drawing a bunch of pinups of anime girls. And hopefully that will get me a better following. More people will start noticing me because, you know, as soon as you start doing like, one, anime shows that people think are really popular, two, sexy girls... For some reason people are drawn to that. So hopefully. I wonder why. So and then I, you're going to
1: start getting really awkward commissions. Can you make a lude of this character yeah.
2: for me? Hey, ludes, do you draw ludes? It's like, no, I don't draw ludes. <laughs> it's like I draw close to ludes, but I don't draw ludes. It's like, jeez. So I'm going to start I'm going to start doing more fan art to try to get it more of a following going because pe- that's what people seek out as fan art I- I've got the sexy girls covered Yes, or the, or the cute girls yes, I should say definitely I, I draw more yeah. cute girls than I draw sexy girls but that's- that's- hey I'm a guy who prefers cute over sexy it's true me too and that's why I do it so. yeah okay so any more news Well, no news, but
1: let's look... Why don't we check on what the hell is going on with My Sister, My Writer? Yes. uh, That was
2: actually something that I was going to ask about,
1: believe it or not. Oh my god. So apparently, like, so in the end credits of recent, they've been hiding messages about how much trouble they are in production of My Sister, My Writer.
2: Yes. Which is really bizarre. I can't imagine. There are studios that have made much higher quality anime and gone under without making a bad anime. Now, this company is making a very bad anime that's very poorly animated, and we love it to death because of how bad (laughs) it is. But not in a good way. But not in a good way. We just
1: can't help but watch this show because of how bad it is. Well, we hate it so much, but we're watching it.
2: Because the the whole sibling <laughs> incest genre is so... F- it's such a fascinating train wreck that really kicked off. I mean, it, they've done it before, but it really kicked off with Ori Emo. Ori yeah. Emo was the... Because Ori Emo was immensely popular. It got super popular. And after Ori Emo came out, everybody just kind of spir- started spiraling out of control with all these light novels about incest. <laughs> And the phenomena is just so bizarre. And it's going to this place where you have terrible shows getting animated like My Sister, My Writer. Yeah. and And companies are tanking over it, which is also just so bizarre. I
1: feel like we have to go over to Japan to, like... Record like a public service announcement. Like,
2: stop making <laughs> Re- incest anime. We don't need any more. <laughs> why? Or just
1: simply remember: don't fuck your sister. <laughs> so
0: why is it a recurring theme coming from
2: Japan with incest? I don't
1: know. I don't know. Like,
2: it's it's, we... it's 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 literally the same reason why Japan obsesses over anything else. Like when there's okay. there's always phases yep. that they go through as far as their light novels go, and there's two genres battling it out right now, which is the uh, the isekai genre of of normal human being goes to a fantasy world, or gets reincarnated in a fantasy world, and younger sister is in love with big brother, and big brother is also secretly in love with younger sister.
1: Although, in My Sister by Writer, it seems like he's trying to not do that with the sister.
2: Yeah, so... I, no. So so there it's, there's like a total resistance to it, but by the end of the show you know that it's just like I love you too. Just like Ori Emo was, because Ori Emo was an amazing show until they were like, Nope, we're taking it seriously. It's like oh I
1: you see, if I was to do like a show like this, like it would be kinda like the root of Ori Emo. And then it would get to that serious part, but like the last five minutes of it is just like the characters speaking at a character going, This is dumb. Why are we fucking doing this? And just them like walking off the set and just beating the crap out of the writer and the director. It just be this whole meta thing about
2: like how horrible of a genre it is. That's a little too meta. I would, I, what I would do is I would just get the series would be totally serious until you get up to the ending point and then it turns into. To, uh, Takashi Mike's Takashi Dead or Alive and then, <laughs> where it just if anybody else has seen Dead or Alive the the movie's a normal cop film like a cop crime dra- drama until it gets to the end of the movie and then everybody has superpowers and then the world gets destroyed and you're just like what's happening and it would be great to just be watching an incest anime and then at the end it's just like turns into a Dragon Ball Z shonen and then into, like, a Fist of the North Star sign-in, and then, like, an Elfin lead, let's destroy the world. De- depressing drama.
0: You have pretty much confused me right now.
2: <laughs> exactly! That would, <laughs> that would be the best incest anime ever. <laughs> <laughs> Where that happens at the end.
0: Wait, that was the tie-in? so <laughs> confused! <laughs> I'm so confused! <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, Dragon Ball Z, see, like, all these action animes, and you then see, you're I, just, like, You insist.
1: know what? I feel like what you're going for is the final episode of Excel Saga. Gone too far.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Except take it totally seriously. So, just take the last episode of Excel Saga, but it's completely dead serious. Like, it's taking itself almost way too seriously until it turns into, like, a grim dark type goblin slayer uh experience and knobby sin was behind it all along so anyway we're sorry that that you're you're falling to pieces studio that's writing my writer my sister i'm sure somebody thought this was a good idea but everybody else is like oh no why are we doing this? And this is and here's the thing: like it, it
1: went on break for a week because they didn't finish the episode in time, and then when you saw the episode that came the following week, it was
2: it was the worst animation yet because they had to rush it. And I actually haven't seen it yet because I haven't caught up. But maybe it I'll is bad. Tonight. Maybe do it is. Oh, so
1: I need I I need to just write my review for it and just stop watching.
2: But if you stop watching, how will we ever know what happens?
1: I am not your guinea pig in your weird experiment,
2: dude. (laughs) Fine, I'll do it myself. (laughs) All right, I'll volunteer. (laughs) I volunteer as tribute. (laughs) I think that's it for all that mess. I guess it's time to go on to what we're watching,
1: or what we had watched.
2: Yes. So let's. Well,
1: before we before we dive into it. Greg, have you been watching anything new lately?
0: I have unfortunately not had a chance to. I am in the last few weeks of my semester at college, and it is very hectic, so Mm -hmm. I've been trying to get caught up.
2: That sounds good. I've been doing art for about four weeks, and haven't watched any anime at all for about four weeks.
0: I know. I Actually, tonight I might go home and get caught up on Cells at Work and Goblin Slayer, because I know I've missed the last few episodes of those, and I really want to see them. Excellent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I actually have the fourth volume of Goblin, the Goblin Slayer manga, and I haven't read it yet. Oh, I also got the fourth volume of Yuna and the Haunted Hot Springs. Ah, uh, okay. I gotta order that one. And I haven't, re- I haven't read that yet, either.
1: I, I got the fourth volume of City, waiting for me to review.
2: Yeah, oh my gosh, I'm super jealous. Um, I have the review copy of My Hero Academia, that I haven't read yet. Mm-hmm. Um I have <laughs> I have the new Junji Ito book that I haven't read yet that I have and I have the new volume of Dragon Maid that I have. I have 5 volumes of manga sitting that I haven't read yet. That's a lot of manga to read while you're a fully independent artist. <laughs> <laughs> Though reading it before drawing would probably be really good inspiration for doing some drawing. So I should probably start doing that in the morning. Yeah. To get my my brain juices flowing.
1: Maybe what you should do is after you read a volume of manga, you attempt to draw one of the characters from the manga.
2: Uh, oh Yeah, I could I could totally do that.
0: I like that idea. I have good ideas!
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> let us know at Wicked Anime. <laughs> Just wicked anime. <laughs> wicked anime anything! Just
2: let us Sweet know. us
0: at yo wicked anime. <laughs> I was trying to think of like <laughs> like yeah, let us know in the comments. So oh, what comments?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> it's one of those. Right. things So what we're watching, or what what we watched, and what amazing things have we watched? Oh, I know what. Let's talk about something not amazing uh, that we wa- that I watched before going into what we did watch. Okay. Um. So I saw Wreck It Ralph two. Ooh. Uh-huh,
1: Ralph breaks the internet.
2: And it was bad. <laughs> now, not everybody shares this opinion, but both Jonathan and Christine... We, we all went to go see the movie together. It was me, Jonathan, and Christine. We all went to go see the movie, and it was... We all agreed that it was not a good movie. The movie started with a plot and didn't end with that plot. What? And, and instead of having one continuous story... It was more like five different subplots back-to-back, one after another, and it felt like as if a Wreck-It Ralph TV show exists out there somewhere, and this was just a movie version of the TV show, and it was just an episode in their adventure of Wreck-It Ralph. It was bad. Now, I'm not saying... no <laughs> well, I got him off his bed to go get it in, out, of the, out of the drawer. Um... <laughs> So, I'm not saying that you should not go see it, because I, I, I truly believe that everybody should make their own opinion, because I have talked to people who think it's good, but they're also, like, Disney files, and they're just like, oh my gosh, everything Disney makes is amazing. You you should go to make your own opinion of it, but I, if I'm i throwing my hat in the ring of because I'm a huge Wreck-It-Ralph fan. The first movie was amazing. It was an animation milestone, as far as the animation industry goes, yep. so I actually went to Wreck-It-Ralph being like, oh my gosh, it's the second Wreck-It-Ralph movie, I hope it's good. And then I walked down. somewhere halfway through the movie, I was like, oh, no, like, I'm not enjoying this. You know, like, you know that feeling when you're sitting in the movie and you're like, oh, no, I hate this. And the worst part
0: is, like, you waste that 20 bucks and you're
2: just yeah. like, oh, well, I'm not going to No, I honestly, whenever I go see a movie that I hate in theaters, yeah. I actually don't feel like I wasted money because uh, I, because I got to experience the movie theater experience of seeing a bad movie.
0: Well, that's. That's something interesting. I've never heard
2: it spun like that before. Yeah. So, well, because then I get to talk about it on a show like this, and how about how much I didn't enjoy it.
0: So you're like a select elite group of few people
2: who, like, I feel like get a positive spin. Out of yeah. Seeing a bad movie. Exactly. So, so Wreck-It Ralph was one of those where halfway somewhere. As the movie was going on, I had that dread feeling of, oh, no, I'm not enjoying this. And then by the end, I was like, oh, maybe the ending of the movie will make it good. And it didn't. Okay. Because the characters didn't develop. the And and what what little development the characters... Because when you create a story and you create a sequel, the characters are supposed to develop even more so than what they were in the previous movie. And I feel like they didn't do that. They just stayed stagnant. And where they were at the beginning of the movie... It was, like, very Catcher in the Rye... Where, where after you watch this, little kids will want to become serial killers because, they, <laughs> because they're just like, oh, it's nihilistic and life is meaningless kind of a thing. Uh,
0: However, we don't condone serial killers on this show. I might. But, um... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cold the
0: herd. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: Good job, Lars von Trier.
2: <laughs> so, um... And, uh... And yet, yeah, when, when, when I was at the movie and, and the movie was over... They there was one moment when the movie was ending that it could have made it very good. They could have and they just totally bypassed that point and left a bunch of plot holes in it and left a bunch of unanswered questions. And basically, what I felt from it was Disney released it like, oh, this is a movie for children, which the first Wreck It Ralph wasn't because you don't like children wouldn't understand all those complex old video game references and all Mm. the properties that were used. I mean, you have little kids who'll be like, ooh, Sonic the Hedgehog, I I know what that is. But they don't understand, like, Tapper and Donkey Kong and Street Fighter and all these things that mean things to adults. But when you go to a movie like Ralph Ralph Breaks the Internet, and it's just like, oh, Google, I know what that is. Oh, apps, I know what that is. Oh, YouTube, I know what that is. It's so pandering. And so kind of degrading to what Wreck-It Ralph was. Because Wreck-It Ralph was about, I'm an old video game character. I'm an old arcade age video game character. And I was important at one time. And now I'm not. And I was a bad guy. But just because I'm a bad guy doesn't mean I have to be a bad guy. That was Wreck-It Ralph 1. Wreck-It Ralph 2 was everything is new and it's the internet and remember all these things that are happening right now and it's very pandering to the internet age of kids of like tweeting and ebay and buzzfeed and amazon and it was just like guys we understand but the internet is way too big to encapsulate into one movie and create a plot out of it and especially because the beginning of the movie does not result in the end of the movie and it, that that's it was just very poorly written in my opinion.
0: So, sure. do you think there are any qual- saving qualities about this film? Why
2: maybe you should go see it? It was very funny. That that's it. The comedy okay. was the comedy was very good. Okay. Uh, so it, it it made me laugh, but but just because I laughed at it and the jokes were good and the jokes hit home for me doesn't mean it was a quality film. The story was bad, right. and when the writing is bad, then the whole thing suffers. No how, no matter how good your jokes are.
1: Yep, I like, know I'm kind of retreading old ground, so
2: it's kind of like how Freddy Got, Finger Got Fingered was. Freddy Got Fingered was an fu to Hollywood, and I that's why I like Freddy Got Fingered because Freddy Got Fingered was hilarious in the in the fact that Tom Green was. Was very angry that Hollywood made him do something just because he was Tom Green. So he took all of the Hol- all, all of Hollywood's money and w- and was just like, "I wonder what they'll let me get away with in a film." <laughs> so so yes and no. Uh, okay. thi- this was just kind of a disappointment in the fact that I love Wreck It Ralph and Wreck It Ralph Two was bad and the ending of the movie had potential to be good, and they chose not to and left a bunch of plot holes and didn't answer a whole bunch of questions. Because they made up their own rules about the internet. Like, the internet yeah. exists and it has rules, and everybody in this day and age <clears throat> understands the rules of the internet. Yep. But, like, a fictional video game character can't make digital money without a real bank account. Or, or like, a real... Because, like, Ralph is making money. Uh, but, but he's a video game character. What about Bitcoin? But you still need, like, a place to put it. You can't just carry Bitcoin around with you. Yeah, yeah all right. And Unless you get
1: the uh, Devolver Digital Bitcoin.
2: Because, because okay, so the, the plot devolves. They need to buy him and, him and... Oh, crap, what's her name? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Vanellope? Vanellope, yeah. Vanellope von Schweetz. Uh, so Ralph and Vanellope need to buy something off of eBay and and eBay you, you I don't know if you can buy things with bitcoin on eBay, on eBay. I think it's just debit card,
0: credit card or PayPal. Yeah,
2: and, and PayPal requires you to have a bank account. Right. So you can't buy something off of off of eBay if you don't have a bank account and 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 Ralph isn't a real person, you you still need a billing address. You need uh you need an ID, you need an identification. You need all these things to buy something, but vi- but Ralph is a fictional video game character. So where is all this money going? And and and, and they try to it's like, oh, you have an app now. And it's just like that doesn't make any sense.
0: So <laughs> the, the answer I'll give you is literally in the title of the movie, which is he
2: breaks the internet. So so that's another one of my problems with the movie is Ralph doesn't break the internet until the last fifteen minutes of the movie. Uh, can you mention anything without ruining it? No. That's okay. all I'm going to say. Is and, and the reason why he breaks the internet is not the reason why they went to the internet in the first place.
0: Ooh. Sounds like I should can go I, check kinda, that. Kind
2: of. Kind of. Like, people will argue with me on that, but I will argue straight back with them about this whole thing. So, would you recommend... I know you I will not stop anybody from going to see it. But you don't Ralph. recommend it. Either. I see I would not I, I thought it was a bad disappointing sequel okay. to to a very good movie that came out beforehand. Okay. So ready to pop the question?
3: and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
2: All right. Yeah.
0: No, you answered my question.
2: Yeah. So that, the, I, just wanna, I just wanted mm. to let people know that I saw Wreck-It Ralph, and being a Wreck-It Ralph fan, I hated the second one. It was not a good <laughs> film. The writing was very poor. It was a, it was a movie for babies for the for a movie that originally wasn't for babies.
0: That's that's very sad.
2: Yeah, and actually, there are things in the movie that they made it very apparent that it was a movie for babies, which was it didn't make any sense for me to me.
0: So, uh, well, maybe and I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no. But now that I think about it, so you, as you mentioned, the first one you said was not was not really meant for
2: kids. And obviously it's Well, it was, it was meant for kids, but it was more meant for the arcade age adults. Right. It's so. kind of like
1: how Shrek was a kids movie, but it was meant more for the parents that were bringing the kids.
2: Yeah. Even though even though Shrek was not a good movie. I, I did not like Shrek, unfortunately. <laughs> they, they might Shrek, be- the
1: first Shrek is good. <laughs> no, it was I, not. The second, second <laughs> one was <laughs> way better. But second it was like one was th- way better. The third one is when it started going really downhill fast. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I saw I watched the first Shrek not too long ago and it did not age well. Like it, it like Disney and Pixar ages very well. Shrek 1. Oof. Oh, I loved Shrek 1. Did, I hate Shrek 1, oh. man. Even even when I was a kid and I saw Shrek 1 for the first time, I did not like it. I haven't liked Shrek ever. So.
0: That would put you in a super minority then. I don't know, man. I it's, think so. Like, I think so. It's like yeah. not a
2: great movie. I mean, it's funny. I I'm not I'm not saying it's not funny, but right. it's it's it's, it's not a good movie. No, no, you're, you're right.
0: You're right, because I actually uh, went over a review of a movie that recently came out a few weeks ago on my podcast, Rancid Potatoes, mm-hmm. uh, called Venom. And <laughs> I actually did find that there was an overabundance of it in the movie, but the plot was
2: kind of terrible. So I see where you're coming from. Yep. Uh, so what did we see that was good, Evan? What do you, which one do you want to pick first?
1: Oh, well, because he just mentioned Venom, I feel like it's the perfect <laughs> yeah. segue to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I yeah, yeah so,
2: yeah. so Evan and I, Evan got preview tickets two weeks yeah. early to see Spider-Verse, and he was very generous to invite me, and I am so happy that you see, did. like
1: I invited you and then but then after I invited you, I was like, wait, he like totally bashed Marvel the last time we hung out. Is he going to like this? Well,
2: so I I will go see Spider-Verse I don't count as like part of the Marvel Like it it is a Marvel movie, but it's Spider Man and everybody likes Spider-Man in my yes. opinion. And and this into the Spider-Verse was an animated film. And mm-hmm. and it had a unique storyline that wasn't like a global... This was a Sony animated picture. And I love Sony Animation for one thing. Sony Animation Studios is good because I love Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and all those kinds of things that they create. Cause Which, by the way,
1: that was also a um, Lord and Miller movie.
2: yeah. Well, and uh, and I like Hotel Transylvania. Hotel Transylvania is wicked funny.
1: Oh yeah. Well, you know that's Getty Taranovsky's charm right there.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so Sony Animation, they have my they. I have their back. I love Sony Animation Studios. So that was a good factor for me. Uh, Spider Man. Everybody likes Spider Man. So you can't go wrong with that. Even if you don't like Marvel, you, you can like Spider Man. Yeah.
0: Um, but just him.
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <just> him. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and Captain America, you have to like Captain America. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> no Iron Man, just just Captain America. <laughs> and then um, and then the movie itself was intriguing to me because it was Spider Verse. So I was like, "This is really cool." So me and Evan went to go see it. We got to see it two weeks early before everybody else did. Actually, the when this episode is released, I believe it's coming out tomorrow. Yes. Yes. And now, but which... okay, hold
1: on. Before we dive into this movie, I really want to just make a mention of something. Because, like, right before, like, the movie started, we saw a trailer for, like, one of those...
2: Yes! Oh my gosh!
1: (laughs) So we saw this trailer for a movie about, like, a dog and such, and it's telling the story of what this movie's about. But as the trailer progresses, it's telling you every goddamn thing that's going to
2: happen in this movie. It literally... the trailer was... look it up, It's, it's a movie about a dog. I, and, and the dog's name is like Beth or Belle or something like that. Belle, Bella, Bella.
0: Yeah. I think it might be The Secret Life of Pets 2, but I could. No, no, no. No, it's
2: not an animated movie. It's a live action dog movie about a guy who gets a, finds a, a stray dog as a puppy. Yep. Raises it, <laughs> it runs away, and it's trying to find its way back home, and then it does. All in the trailer. It's so basically you have, like when someone have, makes
1: an AMV based off of an anime movie. Yes, it was an
2: AMV, but in trailer form.
1: <laughs> yes, it, to an acoustic version of Avicii's "Wake Me Up."
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so the trailer showed it as a puppy, showed it as as an adult loving and playing with its human, running away. Helping somebody it. out is
1: in like yeah. the forest, Hel- and then returning during what seems to be a wedding scene. Well,
2: well, and then fighting off fighting off an animal, becoming friends with a with a mountain a lion, and then <laughs> returning lion. to its owner at the end of the trailer with <laughs> the mountain lion next to him. No, no, no. Always. I wish, but um, but like, but you hear like the dog bark, and the guy as an adult like turns around, Good. and his dog is running towards him, and he's and like, it's just like no way. But why? I don't know. It was like <laughs> it was amazing. But it was that was before Spider Verse, and everybody in the theater just was laughing hysterically no, because no, were just I like, kid I you not, don't to uh, no, the no,
1: they were laughing because of what I said. Like I just yeah. blurted out, "We just watched the whole thing," and yeah. just everyone laughed. It.
2: it was yeah. I was just like, "Well, uh, I guess we just watched the movie." And, <laughs> oh, everybody in the theater just started laughing. It was so funny because it was so you, that good point, Evan. Good point. That was yes. good.
1: yes. Yes, if you want to see how to do a trailer bad, find this movie.
2: Well, you can also watch the first plant or the uh Rise of the Planet of the Apes trailer because that tells you the story from beginning to end as well.
1: Uh, they've
2: yeah. been doing it for ages. Uh, since since Planet of the Apes, people have been terrible at making trailers, but it's because of the statistic that 70% of Americans won't go see a movie if they don't know what happens from beginning to end. Because Which sucks. You know, I was um, I was
1: talking to my friend um Ryan Morrison who is a writer for the upcoming film Arctic, which is coming out in February, stars Mads Mikkelsen, mm-hmm. and we were talking about the art of the trailer, and he and I agree that trailers should act more either showing, like, just a bit of the universe or even just act as a prelude to what you're going to experience yeah, see, from a movie. Yeah,
2: I, see, I believe that trailers... You should not make a trailer. I mean, so, un- unfortunately... Studio movie studios send unfinished footage and just whatever they have shot at the time to trailer companies to make trailers. Um, but I believe that you shouldn't show anything in a trailer that isn't out of Act One. Act Two and Three should never make it into a trailer. It should only be Act One. Yeah. Um, that, totally then, agree. So, and that I I may I I actually make this point when we're talking about the second movie we're going to be talking about. But let's talk about Spider Man right now. Yes, let's talk about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And this one actually focuses on
1: Miles Morales, his origin story of sorts. And then intertwining with many different multiple universes. Because it's like this col- massive collider that opens up this portal in New York City that brings in another Peter Parker from another universe. And all these other ones, uh, Spider-Gwen. And let's see, Spider-Gwen, they, the uh, Penny Parker, Spider-Ham and Spider-Man
2: Noir, which is amazing. Wait, Spider-Ham? Yeah. Yes, oh, yes. And Spider-Ham is played by um John Mulaney and it's so funny be- oh. because it's John Mulaney. Oh my goodness. And and yes. Spider-Man Noir is played by Nicolas Cage. And it's hilarious because, because it's Nicolas, Nicolas Cage. So. Which, mind
1: you, this is the, the, this is the year where Nicolas Cage has played both Superman and Spider-Man in the same year.
0: <laughs> Not gonna lie, it must, he must have been really good according to what you say, but I'm still kind of depressed because it's
2: Nicolas Cage. No, Nicolas Cage as Spider-Man Noir was phenomenal. Yeah. So 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 good. Cuz he has that like deep kind yeah, of Yeah, like, cuz he has voice. he has like the Spider-Man Noir dark and gloomy voice.
1: Sometimes I burn the match down yeah, to my fingers just, just to see of- if I could feel anything.
2: <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was so it was I guys, everybody and this is coming from me, a guy who rejected Marvel movies because they suck because it's the same thing over and over and over and over again, and and I'm a DC guy over Marvel, you, everybody has to go see the Spider-Verse. This is yep. one of the most amazing animated films, especially after seeing something like Wreck-It Ralph and being like, what the hell was that? Right. Now I'm, I'm going to see the Spider-Verse like, See, like, look at what they just did. <laughs> this is what
1: you can do. This is yeah. art, man. Yeah, you can you can make uh you can make an all inclusive Spider Man movie and make it badass, make it cool, make it unique. And I gotta say, like, one of the things that really drew me first to when I was watching the trailer, the animation style for you know the Miles Morales world has a, it, it's CGI, but at the same time, it's kind of got this sort of stop motion yes. feel to it.
2: Yeah. So they they did a sort of um keyframe animation where it's very clicky and jumpy which is a is is a style of animation that is not very popular but I actually enjoy it a lot Me too um but I've never seen an animated movie like a comic book movie done like this before because it has comic book sound effects it has speech bubbles it has everything like it like it's a comic book in motion it was beautiful. It looked beautiful, but not only what did it look beautiful? It was written beautifully. Yeah. The story and and we're talking about this is like a Lord and Miller thing, so
1: yeah. Well, I mean, it was uh, Miller just produced it. Lord yeah. was one of the co- he came up with the story and he was one of the co-writers. Yes. I have the um I have the actual uh screenplay. I uh, I don't know who wrote Rodney Rotham, who also was one of the three directors of this film. And he also helped write the, um, the scripts for 22 Jump Street. And he also wrote a Grudge Match.
2: Oh, interesting. Yeah, so we... So so this was a totally unique experience because we we were so... For, well, I mean, I've seen movies early early release before. But, um, man, this was... I felt fortunate to see this because it was yes. so good. It was so good. I've never me and Evan when the when the credits started rolling, we were in shock, yeah like and my, I think the
1: the first words that came out of my mouth were just, oh my god
2: yeah you yeah you it was and dude, I almost think so so because of course it's a marvel movie, everybody has to wait till after I'm not gonna say anything about the after credits, but you have to wait till after the credits because it's a marvel yes. movie um and stan lee is in this movie and And i gotta
1: i have to say about that is just how
2: passing the baton it felt well passing the baton but passing the baton to everybody Mm -hmm. it's almost like stan lee recorded his voice line in the movie like he knew he was going to not see this movie and and when Stanley showed up, like everybody in the theater, like started crying and and was like, oh, like like there was an audible, oh, oh, like because everybody got to see oh. Stanley again. It's it's like we got to see Stanley again. Yeah, but oh, wow. he, like like after he passed away, his voice was in it and his animated character was in it, and we all felt like we got to talk to Stanley w- f- one last time. It's- is it, he
0: have a bigger role than just a cameo no, no times? he it's
2: still just a cameo, uh, but it's one of the most
0: i think appro- it's his best cameo
2: it's it's th- one of his most appropriate lines because of he just passed away and you're just like, I cannot believe that that was the cameo line that they gave him yeah well, like I gotta it's see this it's, now. it's so and then and then of course, at the end of the uh, movie they they paid tribute to him and and'', and, and, here's and what it's I, just like tears and, you know like I, tears this is like, what
1: i loved oh. about the tribute it wasn't an in memory of stanley it was a thank you yeah stanley
2: yeah and and but and stanley was all like we talked about this on the last episode how how important stanley's fans were to him right mm-hmm. and and uh, how important he was to us as like and, a and me like even though i'm not a marvel guy he's still a legend and and yeah. I and I respect him as the legend and what he's accomplished and what he did for the industry. So this stuff like grabbed me by the heart and just yanked. You know, it was hard, and mm-hmm. and uh, and and I felt like I was crying over the Stanley stuff in the movie. It was me, beautifully me done. And
1: what's nice, <laughs> what's nice too is like there's that message that he has in this cameo, but then it kind of like he has like one final good laugh. Yes, at the yes. end of the um, cameo.
2: It, yeah, guys. So the Stanley stuff was beautiful, the comedy stuff was beautiful, the story was beautiful, the animation was beautiful.
1: Voice acting was perfect.
2: Yeah. This was a- Dude, John, uh, John Jackson or Jack Johnson, Jake Johnson?
1: Jake Johnson from Jake New Johnson,
2: Girl. Jake Johnson who uh who played Peter Parker was one of the most amazing Peter Parkers I've ever heard. Uh, I feel it, like
1: because it, he was like the most real Peter Parker.
2: Yeah. And and they the way they wrote Peter Parker felt like your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man again, where he was sarcastic and funny and oh it just felt good. And I cannot the way they wrote his comedy was beautiful. Like mm-hmm. the Like, oh I don't know. I can't say some things because I just want people to see it and experience yeah, it like the same way that I experienced it. Let's say it. Like that
1: Jake Johnson was great as Peter Parker. Haley Stenfield was great as Spider Gwen.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: And now you understand why she had that haircut.
2: Yeah, I know. Like I was just like, why does she have like a half cut? Like that's kind of weird. And it's just like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> I like that. You know. <laughs> so uh, everybody, everybody needs to go see Spider Verse when it comes out. It's this and is. A, I I,
1: I-, I want to still s- I need to say because uh, this is a name I've never even heard of before. This movie, Shamik Moore is Miles Morales is phenomenal. Like, yeah. this is one of the best, like, interpretations of a Spider-Man that you will see. And he does a great performance.
2: So, I, I, yeah. Just everybody go see Spider-Verse. It's, it's very, this is, this is, uh, a, the same way that wreck the first Wreck-It Ralph was an animation milestone, Spider-Verse is also an animation milestone. In Absolutely. My, in my opinion. And good for you, Sony Animation, for not messing it up at all. Like yeah. you get uh, high rewards for this, so
1: like if it was up, t- if it was between like the Into the Spider Verse and the next movie that we're going to be talking about going head to head for the Oscar, I'd be okay with either one of them winning.
2: Yeah. So transitioning into that, then the next movie we saw was the brand new Hosted film, Mirai. Oh, Mirai of the future. Ugh!
1: Oh my! So, God. so like like because I had written a review for for the Electric Sisterhood, you could find it on on there. But man, Marai, see, Mamoru that understands how to not just draw real characters; he knows how to bring out the realness in everybody's performance.
2: There's there's a reason why I worship the ground that a walks. <laughs> he he is. What I want to be so like him. Him and Stan Lee are kind of on the same pedestal, where where Hosoda was just like I know what I want to do in my future, and he did it. And Stan Lee became this American icon, this American legend of I did what I love to do, and here's what I accomplished. And th- those are people that we need to look up to, you know, and and. Not, not on like, we, we don't need to look at them like they're more important than we are. We need to see what they have done and see what they have accomplished and try to, try to, uh, aspire to their level of accomplishment because...
1: Kind because of like with Hosoda, like you were telling me about, like how Hosoda watched Castle Cagliostro, and that yes. was like his realization of like that's what I want to do.
2: Yeah, he's in 1979. He saw the Lupin the Third Miyazaki film, and he said that that's what I want to do. This is that was his aha moment in the same way that I watched Teen Titans uh, when I was a kid, and I was just like, that's what I want to do. And that and and if I ever get to Hosada's position, that's what I'm gonna say. I'll be like, I, I was watching Teen Titans one day and that's and that's what I said, that's what I wanna do, and then, you know, I use Thundercats as my whatever. So, um but watching Mirai, I can easily so I've seen all of Hosted's work and I and I can easily rank them in order of what my favorite films are in order from best to worst and I'm so comfortable with putting Mirai of the future at probably number two or three because it's that good. It was, yeah, it was that good that it it could, because Hossa understands melancholy and he understands, this is, this is what I, I said in the same reason, in the same vein that everybody understood that Bill Cosby was one of the best comedians on the face of this planet. The reason why he was one of the funniest human beings who ever existed was because he told the truth. He he told you a story about something that really happened to him and everybody in the entire planet has always experienced that as well. And they laughed because all he did was tell you exactly what you've experienced as well and everybody related to it. That's how Hosoda writes his movies. He writes a story about something that everybody on the face of this planet can relate to and makes him and makes a story out of it and everybody cries at the end because it's so good and 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 he hits your emotions right where it counts uh and and makes these beautiful masterpieces of animation a lot of people like to say Hosoda is the next Miyazaki but ever he's since I, ever ever since I saw Summer Wars which was his second original release I was like no no he's 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 better than Miyazaki. He's always been better than Miyazaki. <laughs> Not that I don't think Miyazaki isn't good. Don't don't make me don't take say oh Andrew said Miyazaki isn't good. I just think Hosoda is better than Miyazaki. And 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 and, and Hosoda used Miyazaki to get to where he is now. So so we have to thank Miyazaki as well for creating Hosoda who is right. a person th- th- like he is who aspires to create beautiful pieces of artwork. Like, like Mariah of the Future. Now, we're talking about Mariah of the Future, and some people might not even know what the movie is. And it's about, it's about a a little boy, a toddler, growing up with his parents, and his parents have another baby, and Mariah is his sister. And his sister is an infant, and the reason why it's called Mirai no Mirai is Mariah of the Future is because his, his little baby sister comes to see him from the future while he's still a toddler... And she's, like, helping him, or having him help her while she's a toddler. What? And it's it's a beautiful story about siblings growing up together and learning to be siblings. Because he is like, I'm the king of this house because I'm the child. And they're like, well, now there's a, a new little child. And now he's not as important anymore because now there's two of them. And it's this wonderful story about an entire family coping with the newness of having a brand new baby, and, and it's not it's,
1: just him, and it's not just Kuhn. it's yeah, also the parents as it's, well.
2: Yeah, it's the parents, it's everybody, it's the whole household, and it's wonderful. It, guys, Hosoda is a genius. He is an absolute genius, and if you haven't seen any of his movies, pick any one of them, and you'll, and it's amazing. But but Mariah is a is super 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 great at at making a relatable family story like this is a family movie it's awesome yeah it's Mm -hmm. it's art and i i walked out of that movie being like i quit my job to become an artist because of what he does (laughs) right yeah like i left my job so i could be a full-time artist and i watched that host of the film and i said that's why i did this that's Mm. why i'm doing what i'm doing so that's how important a movie like this is to me so and, one, and, and then I went home and i created it. i started doing that Aisha clan clan picture because I was like so inspired to do anything
1: and, and it's not ju- and like one of the cool lessons of this uh movie that I loved and not just about learning to be a big brother it's the whole concept of parenting, yeah, and the whole thing about there is no such thing as pa- perfect parenting nor there can is you ever as yeah. John Cho says there's only good enough
2: yep and and there's no there's no preparing for it. You can't be prepared in any way as much as you do prepare, you will never be prepared. And oh man. Guys, it, go see a masterpiece and and watch Hostes's <laughs> new film. It Go see
1: two masterpieces. Go
2: see two masterpieces. Go see one that will make you cry and one that will make you laugh. And one is one is enter the Spider-Verse and one is Mariah of the Future.
1: Yeah. Well, here's the thing too. Both will make you laugh and cry,
2: but for different reasons. Yes, yeah. No, Spider Spider Verse made me cry because I miss Stan Lee, <laughs> and because and because I I love heroes. Uh, mm. I see, like like there there were so many parts in Spider Man when Peter Parker was saving somebody that I felt like I wanted to cry because I've I've always my my base inspiration for doing what I do is I love it when people save other people. You know, like being a hero, like having the hero... Mentality. It's why I love Kenshiro so much from Fist of the North Star. Because and that's why
1: you love All Might, too, from My and Hero it, Academia. it's why
2: I love All Might, exactly. It's, it's all that reason. It's because these people are selflessly putting themselves in danger so that they can save somebody. And I love that. So Spider-Man... You know, made me cry because stuff like that happened. But I also saw Stanley, and I miss Stanley, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, and and then Mariah of the future made me cry because Hosa is a genius and he knows how to rip your heart or pull pull on your heartstrings because he he relates to your real life. Mm-hmm. So deep. <laughs> <laughs> so you you got some catching up to do and and some things to look forward to uh, uh, there. Greg. I got yeah. some homework. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you on do. On top of the mounds of homework. <laughs> yeah. I know it's a bummer that, it's a bummer that Evan's thing, uh, thing only, uh, brought one other person. Cause it'd be like, oh, Greg would be so perfect. Cause like he could put it on his show to like, talk about Spider-Verse. Oh yeah. i st- I plan on still talking about it. Um, well, I tell you what, Greg, oh, yeah. I, like, I'm going to go, when when you go see Spider-Verse, like, me, you, and Jonathan are going to go see it. Because I want to see it again. And this yeah. is what
1: I actually told uh, my room uh, elite for Derek and Rumi Raff. Like, we're going to go see this movie. I'm going to go see it again, and I'm taking you with me.
2: Yeah, I like, this ticket, the ticket that we got was free. I'm paying money to go see it again. It's just that good. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. It's so
0: good. I love the art style. Like, from what I've seen from pictures, and I thought I saw a trail. Well, there should be a trailer out by yeah, now. Yeah, there's,
2: there's a couple trailers out. Oh, yeah.
0: The, the art style was amazing, and I was like, that just looks like... It, it just looks so good. It's, a, it's amazing. Yeah. The art style is absolutely amazing. Yeah, I agree.
2: Yeah, and it was fun. Like, I, I've never had so much fun watching a movie before. I enjoyed it. Well, I mean, I probably have had so much fun watching. Like, you can't... I mean... You know what I mean. It's it's an exaggeration. It's hyperbole. But um, but it was a blast. Like I was in the theater, me and Evan were laughing and we're having a blast. It was it was great. And we enjoyed the characters, the characters were amazing. The characters were included perfectly. But you said you also cried too, right? And I cried. And that's and you what cried. I love.
0: Is because you just get opposite ends of the emotional spectrum, yeah, and it just makes you feel like a human. being. And
2: it, well, and it's all about the beauty of it, oh, yeah. like that's what that's that's what makes because, and then you know, I we go back to the beginning of the conversation and you look at thing a thing like Wreck It Ralph and you're just like, why did they do that when you can pull these emotions out of people through animation? Yeah, you know, right, so, that's a testament, right, on its own, all right. I mean,
1: you you watch the Wreck It Ralph movie and and then you watch like the Inner to Spider-Verse and you don't want to protect the smile of Penelope like you want to protect the smile of Penny Parker.
2: <laughs> well, that was funny, too, because they were all different animation styles. They're all from different universes, so they're all different animation styles, which was really neat. So, oh, that's right.
0: odd. How many different ones do you think there are?
2: Well, Penny was the most different because she was still a 3D character, but she looked 2D because she's an anime character. Wow. Um, okay. Spider-Ham uh,
1: was more Looney Tunes inspired, of course. Yeah,
2: yeah Spider-Ham was like a, a bunch of like floating planes. Um, <laughs> and then and then Spider-Man
1: Spider- Noir was more like Sin City.
2: Yeah, Spider-Man Noir was it was done like a Sin City character. No uh, way. And and he had a different filter put on him than everybody else, but then Spider-Gwen, Peter Parker and Miles were all the, all like the same animation style. So there mm. were three there were there were four different animation styles all in the all in the movie. And the character designs are beautiful. Yes. Kingpin, holy crap. Kingpin looked awesome. Even the so. Green Goblin was, like, a monstrous, yeah, that, amazing... Yeah, that like, was a, that was cool. bizarre. I didn't expect that, so... But I'm not going to spoil any of the other villains in the movie, because there are right. other villains in the movie. What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, now I'm excited. Yeah. Well,
0: I, I've been excited, but now more excited. Well, like,
2: so Kingpin... The only reason I said Kingpin is because he was the first villain to show up, but I didn't know he was in the movie, so I was like, oh, Kingpin's in this. Like, <laughs> yeah. so it was really cool. It was awesome. I was so excited. Yeah. So I think that's... I think that's what we got for, for our... our what We're Watching and Tapagotchi. Yes. So.
1: Yes. Cool. So, listeners, please, go see Mirai if, if it's still playing in theaters. And then tomorrow, go directly to the movie theater again to go see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I have to say one other thing, too. Sure. This movie actually has a Post Malone song that's actually good.
0: <laughs> oh. Which
1: one? Because I'm it's, actually it's trying... a spider. It's, it's the theme song to this movie. It's, it's, yeah. He wrote... it. It shows that he can actually write a good song if he tries. <laughs> so, it doesn't change the fact that I don't like him, but I so, know at least he can actually write a
2: good song. So that's my only gripe about the movie is the soundtrack is shit.
1: It was empowermental. Well,
2: yeah, duh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, all the, why didn't Junk do the score? Yeah,
0: well, that would be awesome. <laughs> For some reason, you talk about all these bands, and I just want to say, oh, why didn't you mention Corporal Clonic or whatever? I don't <laughs> know.
1: Is there a Norse style of Spider-Man? Because if there's a Norse Spider-Man, it would be awesome if Corporal Clonic did the music for that. <laughs> Corporal Clonic? Listeners, please tell us if there is a Norse styled Spider-Man. If it's canon or if it's part of the Spider-Verse, I want to know. Is it a Spider-Man that's got, like, big giant, like, deer antlers coming up from, coming up through his, like, mask or, give, let us know, or, or, like, is it a Spider-Man with a Viking helmet? Come on. Tell us, tell us, tell us.
0: Let us know in the comments below. Wait.
2: I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right. So, uh, moving on to some fan service. Oh, wait. There's, there's also one thing that I want to say about Spider-Verse when it introduces the characters and the characters are coming into Miles Morales' world, keep your eyes on the advertisements in New York Square. They're hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's okay. all I'm going to say. Keep my eyes peeled. Yeah. Let's just um, say
1: that there's a part during the Spider-Gwen backstory and, that I just gasped because they snuck it in.
2: And maybe like 1% of people will actually get it. <laughs> so, So, for... Now, we're still going to be doing this all the way up until Christmas, but uh, the majority of our, our of our fan service are our Christmas dema- demands that got tweeted to us on Twitter. <coughs> so, first one comes from Wicked Fan Mike. At Yo Wicked Anime, hashtag Christmas demands. Wait, wait, e- wait, wait. Uh, do, do we have the uh, never-ending oh, loop of Christmas bells? Uh, we'll have to send that to Greg and put it in after. And Christmas bells. <laughs> all right. So, uh, at Yo Wicked Anime hashtag Christmas demands from Wicked Fan Mike. Even less horse girls. Two more elite Four Derek and security guy Greg. Hey. Well, you got half of that today. All right. <laughs> Three more Pokemon. Four. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> Five.
0: Profit. Fuck. <laughs> Where's that from? Because that's definitely from, like, a movie or sub uh, I think um, it's from,
2: uh... Sunny- it's South Park. Oh, it is South Park? Okay.
0: Yeah, yes. the end
1: of Pants Gnomes episode.
2: So, okay. So,
1: Wicked Fan Mike, thank you for throwing
0: that in because I, lo- oh, I love that checklist when it ends with profit. All God right. bless you.
2: <laughs> Next comes from Wicked Fan Sean, a.k.a. Frostbeard the Porn Master. <laughs> so, Frostbeard says, At yo, Wicked Anime! the next volume of Black Lagoon to come out. Hashtag Christmas Demands. I agree! And thankfully, it is coming off of hiatus, so we are partially getting our Christmas Demands uh, to us, so hopefully we'll get another volume soon. At Yo Wicked Anime, this is still, the the rest of these are Frostbeard. At Yo, Yo Wicked Anime, One Punch Man uh, cross My Hero Academia crossover. Normal and Hentai versions are both wa- welcome. Hashtag Christmas Demands. <laughs> At Yo Wicked Anime, a live action adaption that doesn't suck. Hashtag Christmas Demands. <laughs> Sorry, I don't think you're ever going to get that Christmas Demands. I guess we're going to have to wait for Netflix's Cowboy Bebop to find out. At Yo Wicked Anime, say the ages of the characters somewhere so we know if, if they're legal age so that I don't get stuck at the border explaining to the feds what she uh, that she might not. That she is not a minor in those dojins again. Hashtag Christmas demands. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so hilarious. Oh my gosh, at at your wicked anime an at gritty NHL hentai. Hashtag Christmas demands.
1: A gritty hentai. <laughs> so gritty the Flyers.
2: The, 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 the yeah the Philadelphia Flyers mascot.
1: <laughs> he certainly does have the uh, the. Uh, Oh face for that,
2: or uh, the happy face. Ah! And then finally from Frostbeard, Daki of all the at yo wicked anime hosts. Hashtag Christmas demands. No. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> and I can and I can do that. Gregs would have to be like four Daki <laughs> like put together like in a bunch of different ways. Greg would be like a massive, you know, like the the uh, the monster Masume ogre. Dokimakura yeah. that came out that was massive that would be have to be Greg's Dokimakura It would have to be massive. I really
0: want to see this now
2: yeah. <laughs> and then we got a message from temsu uh and temsu says, "Is this strange news and uh and temsu sends us Shoko Nakagawa mm-hmm. gets her gets her butt fractured, trying to do a Jojo's bizarre adventure pose, but will continue concert tour. <laughs> Wait, so the question is is it strange Isn't news? Is it strange
0: news? Yes, because last time I checked the butt is a muscle and it can't fracture.
2: <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> unless you fracture the little tailbone of your 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 butt bone. So then they mean to say tailbone. That's not what this news article says. Right, so it's very strange news to me. No, no, she
1: fractured her collarbone. What does
0: This the This says?
2: this article says gets her butt fractured. That
1: But then but the it, actual it. article says collarbone.
2: Yeah, it says uh, it is absolutely no secret that Japanese singer, actress, and voice actress Shoko Nak- uh, Nakagawa uh, a hu- is a huge fan of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. The Japanese superstar, however, got into a bit of an accident. However, the anime involving the anime, as she fractured her collarbone while trying to pose like a JoJo character, that's really weird. Why does it say frac gets her butt fractured?
0: I'm very curious now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is it her butt or is it her neck?
2: We, we it, don't have a web link. Cool. So so uh, I'm not sure what website that it came from, but it could be a satire link. But yes, I would still label that as strange news. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tempsu. Thank you so much. Tempsu! <laughs> Tempsu! And I guess that's all we have this week, I believe. If, if I missed your fan service, I'm very sorry. But, uh, but you can always yell at us online again and say, Hey, you didn't read my fan service, and then send it to us again. Uh, which we will do. And up until Christmas, we will still be reading Christmas Demands. So send your hashtag Christmas Demands to at YoWickedAnime on Twitter. Uh, so finally, we have our shameless plugs. If you guys would like to join in our on our conversation, maybe you've seen Mirai, maybe you've seen Wreck-It Ralph, maybe you've seen Spider-Verse, or maybe you haven't seen Spider-Verse. Maybe you're looking forward to Spider-Verse, though, I, li- literally coming out tomorrow from this episode's release. Uh, you can email us at WickedAnimeReviews at gmail.com. That's WickedAnimeReviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can, of course, find us at Facebook.com slash WickedAnime, where you can comment, like posts, see our our news articles, see anything that we have scheduling. You can also message us at Facebook.com slash WickedAnime. You can also find us at Nerdyshow.com. If you're not listening to the podcast right here, right now, uh, you can also listen to the podcast.com. No, it's podcast.com. You can also (laughs) listen to the podcast at things... Look, pretty much wherever you can find podcasts. You have Podchasers, you have Stitcher, you have uh, Acast, and those are just some good starters. But I'm sure if you look up Wicked Anime Podcast, you can find those. Hey, you can also find our videos, the Wicked Anime videos, over at youtube.com slash Reviews, And, of course, you can find us at all the social medias. You can, of course, tweet your hashtag Christmas demands. At Yo Wicked Anime, you can find us at Tumblr at wickedanime.tumblr.com. You can find sometimes find us on Twitch, even though it's a little bit barren at the moment, uh, and wherever else you might like to find Wicked Anime. And of course, you, if you want to find me, your friendly neighborhood Wicked Anime artist, uh, you can find my art on Facebook.com/slash AFLMArt, uh, and you can also find me on Instagram at art. and you can. Email me at aflmcreative at gmail.com for any commission info or you can, of course, message me on Facebook and Instagram for any info you want about my art at all. Uh, I would would love to do some work for you and I'll see you over there. Evan, what do you got for us?
1: So, for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bastard Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're an abandoned and want to be featured in our No Borders, No Race podcast show, you can write to us at theBastards at BostonBastardBrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter and the J-Pop Video Games and and Amino pages at KingBabyDuckESH and on Tumblr at b3crew.tumblr.com. Like us on facebook.com slash Boston Bash Brigade and facebook.com slash Land of Ash. And don't forget about all the other sites under the Land of Ash, including The Electric Sisterhood, Phil's Recap and Review, and Smash Rook. And as of this recording, we are in the midst of doing our top albums of 2018. Unlike previous years, we're actually doing two different lists. We're doing a J-pop list for the top 10 albums, and we're also doing a top 10 world albums, which is everywhere else except for Japan. And I am very happy that Andrew is actually going to be taking part and showing off his picks for top albums of 2018 as well. This is going to be really interesting.
2: Mm. I can't wait. I I, I actually, I'm really happy with my list this year. As am I, as am I. Yeah, so I'm really excited. Yep. And that's all we have for you on this episode No, wait, 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 wait. Actually,
1: let us remind our listeners that they Mm. can vote for the wikis.
2: Oh my gosh, that is so important! Yes, everybody should vote for the wikis. In fact, on our Facebook page, on the on the Nerdy Show page, on the Facebook page, uh, on Twitter, uh, you can find a form to fill out your answers for this year's wikis. You can participate this year. We are actually letting everybody vote as uh, for for results, because we 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 at Wicked Anime, we're all still casting our votes for our top choices uh, that are the winners but you have a say as well in voting so uh, that's it's a google doc that is anywhere you can find wicked anime just and if and if and if you can't find it we can personally send it to you if you message us anywhere on the internet so vote yes vote
1: please for, vote because for, so vote far as of this recording movies. we have one person who has voted
2: <laughs> <laughs> So we're hoping to get that number up by the by the new year and by the wikis. So yes. make sure you do that, guys. Yes, thank you for that reminder, Evan.
1: Yep, and for our listeners, hopefully it's not set in stone. We do mention in there, we are going to try to actually live stream the wikis this year. So you can actually hear us talking about it right then and there. And even be a part of that conversation as we're recording it. So fingers crossed that we're actually going to be able to do that because it will be super super fun and you'll be able to see hopefully all of us together in the same room talking about our favorite and least favorite anime
2: so that is the end of this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast and we thank you so much for joining us and sticking all the way to the end to find all this very important information about Wicked Anime Uh, we very much look forward to having you listen to us on the next episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast so now is the time we sign off the only way we know how k K K oh
1: Spidey Bells, Spidey Bells, oh, it's fun and fancy free. That was- Why funny. am I singing this song? I have a
0: PhD.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the person who's directing, we never learned is uh, Yoshiaki Iwasaki. Now, Yoshiaki Iwasaki, I know because he directed Love Hina mm-hmm. and season two of *Hayate the Combat Butler, two of my absolute favorite comedies ever made.
2: Nice. I am looking forward to the doujin adaption of it.
1: Mm. I'm pretty sure you could probably find some already.
2: There are. <laughs> <laughs> Send me the link later, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cut from the show You show me
1: yours I'll show you
0: mine
2: (laughs) That's awful Oh, Evan That's awful But so true Oh, that's awful Cut from the show Deleted